eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of All Nat. I am your host, Natalie, but most people call me Nat. And today I'm joined by Dave Dufour. Like, I know you all know him, but just in case there's some possible way that you don't, he is a host and producer for The Athletic and also a scouting director for Sports Business Classroom, right? Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I try to yeah. make sure I take my notes. Um, uh, there you go. <laughs> but uh, I personally enjoyed Dave talking, um, listening to his pods and I was telling him before we actually started recording how much I just enjoy him because he remains so even kill, not like me guys, you know how I can get, but he just, I love listening to him talk basketball. And I know many of my listeners also already listen to Dave, but if you don't, you should definitely check him out. Like he obviously knows basketball, but he's just, he never gets too up, never gets too down, always brings like a great balance and perspective when everyone's freaking out. He's just like, guys, come on. So he's really good to listen to. And I'm so grateful that you decided to join me on the show. So thank you, Dave. Welcome. I'm happy to be here. I'm uh, my dog is also very excited that I'm doing this <laughs> podcast. I think my neighbor is having like a dog party downstairs and, and he got excited. So yeah, we're all happy to be here. I mean, look, you're a star. We're, you know, oh goodness. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> We're going to move on past that. So um, let's start. Let's just dig in. Let's start with uh, yeah. game five in the Bay. Um, did that game go the way that you were expected? Did you have any expectations around the game? Um, yes and no. Okay. So I know who the Warriors are, and so do they. 
That's been the story of the series. The Warriors have stuck to their identity, and a lot of it is Steve Kerr operating on vibes, so to speak, right? Like the Otto <laughs> Porter, starting Otto Porter, and then sticking with it in game five, and we're all pulling our hair out like, what in the hell are you doing, man? And then, but again, it's the Warriors, right? And so I keep I keep using this expression, but it's the only one I come, they would just walk up to the dam, they pull out their finger and they just start poking. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what team you are because the Warriors are going to poke you. And then eventually they're going to find a hole and they're going <laughs> to poke that hole and then they're going to make it bigger. And if you can't close up the hole, then they're driving their whole fist through. And this is what we've seen over the last couple of games, right? Steph Curry, I don't look if you just watch Steph Curry play in game five and you stopped all the tape before the ball goes into the hoop. He had an amazing game five. Amazing. An incredible game five. The only thing that didn't happen was the ball. If he had hit four threes instead of zero, everyone is blowing up about Steph Curry. And right. now he goes over nine from three. And it's like, well, Andrew Wiggins It's like, I'm sorry, man, but yeah. <laughs> the guy thrived <laughs> off Steph Curry, but back to the game. My expectations were the Warriors were going to continue to do what they do. They've been defending their tails off. Both teams have been defending really well. I think you've got to, if you're, if you're a Warriors fan, you actually know the ways in which the Warriors have struggled against the Boston defense, because it, I mean, they did not shoot the three ball well. And part of that was because no. Boston defended it well, right? The right guys wind up with shots. Draymond just on an Island by himself. Like, Boston defended well. Boston's issues are on the other end where they're the opposite of the Warriors. They do not trust the, who they are at all. If things are going too well, they stall their offense and they get out of it. <laughs> if things are going bad, they throw it out the window. And in this game, they threw the ball into the stands. Eight assists to nine turnovers. Yeah. For Jason, Tatum, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And that's the story of your game. On the other end, Steph Curry, eight assists, one turnover. Boom. And, and so expectations were the Warriors were going to continue. How would Boston respond? I I didn't expect them to, to be better necessarily than they were in game five, but I did think that their offense would at least stick to their identity a little bit more. But I think things are a little tough for them. Rob Williams being being hobbled hurts them a lot. And it hurts him on offense too, because he's not the same vertical threat that, that he has. Right. Been. Right. And, and so that's part of it. But the other thing is that these guys did, they get discombobulated when the pressure's on. That's just, that's just reality. This is why I think the Warriors will close it out in, in game six. Do you? Um, okay. Oh yeah. yeah. That was going to be one of my questions. Oh, yeah. no. sorry. I didn't mean to jump. I like oh. we're making a podcast here. I should have saved it. No, like <laughs> stop it. Um. <laughs> so in the, in the pressers prior to the game, may suggested that he wasn't going to change up his defensive coverages. Did you believe him at the time? Because he did. Um, I mean, they defended Steph differently. And I, I thought like maybe he would just show some different coverages, but he went all in on, you know, selling out on Steph. And I was just curious. I thought he was lying. I didn't think he was telling us the truth because like, why would a coach really reveal what he's going to do? But were you surprised he went that route? And like, do you think we'll see that again? Or will they like just go back to what they were doing for the earlier games? I mean, honestly, it didn't work. No, it didn't work because the warrior, I mean, the Warriors still, still got looks and yes, yeah, Steph 
0 for 9, that's going to stand out, but he's not going 0 for 9 again. No. So, um, you know, he got good looks and just missed them. And, and that First is. I'm missing a three ever in the playoffs, ever. And, and again, <laughs> good looks. I mean, 132 out of 133 playoff games, this guy's hit a three. Oh he's going to he's gonna hit seven in game six, yeah. right? Like everyone's worried about game six clay. Curry, after missing a three, what does that look like in the regular season? Because we don't know because it didn't yeah. happen in right. 233 games. So, you know, I, I do think that there's a certain amount of like, what can you do against a player like Steph Curry? There's just not much that works. I mean, we saw that the drop doesn't work because you're doing a drop at 30 feet. Yeah. You know, like it's just impossible. There's That's too much space. Steph can get past you. Um, I don't know. And, and and when you've got a guy who's as solid and reliable and dependable as Andrew Wiggins, isn't that cool? Right? <laughs> He's just so reliable and on both ends, right? Like his rebounding has been fantastic. His defense has been great. Um, really just giving those guys fits. Uh, yeah, I think that it went about the way I expected. I mean, I picked the Warriors. I, we've been doing these heads, you know, he, like pick the winner uh, at the Athletic. I picked the Warriors, and, and I, I'm not surprised that they won that game. Yeah, um, I wasn't either. I didn't think. I mean, the the Celtics are capable, but I didn't think they were going to win another game in Chase, to be honest. So, I mean, there, there could still possibly be a game seven, but I didn't think they were going to win that second one. So um, I expected the Warriors to win. I kind of had a sense that's how Ime was going to defend or choose to defend Steph. So none of that surprised me. Um, and I, I sort of expected, because I just feel like no matter what, Steph has one of those games, like, each finals right where it's like he doesn't shoot well and everyone ignores the fact that he does other things well on the court or that he's still helping the team so that's just you know it's going to happen but I knew we'd have a game where like the others would step up and I figured if there was anywhere to do it it would be at home and I mean I don't even consider Andrew Wiggins the other but like GP2 had an amazing game and I feel like it's not even being talked about because Andrew Wiggins was so amazing and like when you think about the fact that where he just was coming off of that injury um I'm so happy for him I'm so happy for both of them I mean Andrew Wiggins has just changed the narrative about him um and it was a false narrative it was this is, like and this is i talked about this this morning to somebody andrew wiggins has been a good basketball player for the majority of his career he played on a loser and and that's it right and it stuck with him the guy was pretty good right away in golden state once he kind of figured out i mean we saw the increase in effort like the coaching staff is so good at meeting players where they're at instead of having a one style fits all sort of coaching approach, they really coached Andrew Wiggins instead of generic basketball player. And look at what happened. Like this sort of rebounding effort that we're seeing out of him. It was a knock that I had on him for his whole career until he got to golden state. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh no, 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 no. There it is. Yeah. Freak athlete. Right. And now he's putting it to use. I mean, he jumped up for a rebound last night. I mean, his his nipples were at the at the rim. Hey, he was he was this high. He was mid chest high on this rebound. Now you I'm exaggerating. He's the most athletic he was, player in the series, or ooh, is that someone on the Celtics? I don't. You know, that's a good question. I mean, I, and athleticism varies, right? I, Steph Curry is is a 
of yes. probably the best athlete, if we're being honest, just with all the different stuff that he does, agility and straight line speed and all these other things, being able to change directions. Um, but Andrew Wiggins, as far as like bursts, yeah, I mean, he pops like crazy. I mean, it, I don't think there's anybody else. Him or Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, another guy who's like a top 10, top 1% NBA athlete, which makes him, you know, top right. 0.001% <laughs> in the universe. So, yeah, I think it's him or Jalen for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I might have interrupted your thought. No, you're just... good. No, 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 no. I love, <laughs> like, it's a conversation. This okay. thing, look, my turn, your turn doesn't exist. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm so enamored with wigs. I've kind of been a Wiggins stand from the beginning and I just, I'm happy to see everyone coming on board now. So really happy for him. Really happy for GP2. Yeah. Um, everyone's expecting this game six clay. And I mean, it's just what we've always seen. But do you think we're going to get it? I feel like because we're just like expecting it and everyone's saying it's going to happen. Like, for some, I mean, I don't even want to say it because I don't want to like put that into the universe. But I'm just wondering if we're going to actually see a game six play. I think so. Okay. Play delivers, you know. Like the, and you've watched basketball enough to know that the rhythm and rhymes of basketball usually kind of makes sense. Clay Thompson had a nice game in game five, a really nice game. And, yeah. and as a matter of fact, there's, if you go and look at the numbers, his game fives have been pretty good. Yeah. Historically. I think a game six in the finals, given the fact that game, the last game six in the finals that he played was of course the, the beginning of the, the series of just awful luck for him. Yeah. Yeah. I think Clay Thompson is going to have like, a huge game. I hope, you know, I hope so. I, like I I'm, it's funny. I'm not like a fan of, of any player. Well, I guess I'm a fan of Steph Curry, but like, not like that. I'm not a fan of any teams. I do feel an affinity for this team, especially like guys like Clay Thompson, right? Nice guy. What do you know about him? Owns a bulldog, likes to hang out on the beach. You know what I mean? It goes to work I, on his boat. Yeah. I, I just, I relate, <laughs> you know, I like this guy. And so, you know, given, you know, at, given what he's been through as a player, this would be a nice sort of way to close the circle on this injury arc for him is if he has this nice game, game six. Um, so yeah, I expect a big game six out of clay. He steps up. Yeah. And you know, the thing about clay, what's always interests me too, is like, he could be having a game where he's like not shooting well, but he will always hit like one of the biggest shots of the night, you know, in the game. And he's just, I don't know that moment, like when it's like the hardest it can be, he just shines, you know? So. Well, you can't hit big shots if you don't shoot and clay is always going to shoot. That is, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. And what, what I've loved about as we watch the playoffs is clay rediscovering his clayness and like going that. away from when he like was forcing, you know, these mid-range post-ups and these, you know, like forcing drives even. And now he's letting those drives come to him and proven to be a little bit of trouble off the dribble. Like he and Wiggins have combined to help put a little bit more rim pressure on the Celtics in a way that like Steph was their only guy who could attack the rim. Right. And now these guys is like secondary guys have, have stepped up a little bit and Clay's added handle that I, you know, he was in love with it when he came back. I get it. He had spent all this time doing individual drills. He forgot what it was like to be clay as a part of the machine. 
Well, now I think we're seeing that and he's blended in some of this, you know, improved ball handling and, and stuff like that into being clay. This is like clay 2.0. What's cool. this new one-legged shot? I don't remember seeing it all the time before. <laughs> I mean, listen, one-legged shots. I mean, I don't. When did I start doing a one-legged shot? I don't know, man. I must have been like working on fadeaways one day, and you just realize you only really need your left foot if you're right-handed. You only need your left foot. So, you know, Dirk had it. Yeah, he six, did. Seven, right? He's creating he some space with the knee. Six seven, probably just you know, gives them a little bit more separation, but I like it when it goes in. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't know the percentages on the one legged shot. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. We need somebody, need somebody to get on the film and let us know. <laughs> and Loon, Loon has been big in this oh, series. Gosh. He's been incredible. I, look, man, he played 17 minutes in that loss and then didn't start the next game and they were getting housed until he came in. Um, Kevon Looney, has outplayed Draymond Green in this yeah. series. Yeah. And I think his rebounding, again, just like Wiggins, has been the key to, to them beating Boston and being ahead in the series. Boston is a bigger small ball team. And their small ball lineup is just better than the Warriors. So this the, the going away from Looney has not made sense to me any of the times they did it. And as a matter of fact, I'm in love with the Looney, Gary Payton, Steph, Clay, and Wiggs lineup because yeah. it is, I mean, that's a bunch of guys who are playing really, really high level defense. I mean, I, like even Clay has started to defend pretty well in this series. I thought he's done well on Horford on a few times that he's had to have him. He's still, you don't want him at point of attack, but he's done pretty well. Um, that has added a whole new dimension for them. And, and then, you know, we could talk a little bit about the beginning of the fourth quarter where they extended their lead with Steph on the bench. And that was Jordan Poole finally like yeah. joining the party. I so, was so happy. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> finally. And getting, well, and, and, you know, they're getting contributions from guys further down the list of guys that you expected it from. Like who would have thought, oh, this is a really good loony series coming in now. I said that, but I, I say that about every series with Looney, but he's a little bit unheralded in their success. And we saw more of that in the series against the Mavs. Um, I, I do think that they need a lot of Loon in game six. They needed a lot of Loon in game five. They needed every I bit think of it. Kerr knows though, right? This is really just about like not wanting to have Draymond come off the bench because he doesn't want the two of them together for spacing, which I get, but it's almost like maybe Loon should be the one who's starting, um, but they're not going to do that. So that's my, that's my, I don't know. No one's told me that's just my observation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, so you think they should start? No, I'm, I'm not going to do that to you. Yeah, um, but like, no, I just, you I know, thought, like he's been I better in this thing. series. I agree. Yeah, I had the same thought that you did, that if you were going to, if the idea was we need to make a lineup change, Looney was not the change to make. Yeah. To me, it would be you, you find a way to get Gary Payton in the lineup. Or if you wanted to go with more shooting, Draymond would be the guy out. Now, right. that's never going to happen. Right. And, and Draymond, look, he had an amazing game five. He did. It was awesome. And he fouled out. That To me, that was okay. So he gave everything. He yep. literally gave everything he had 
And and so yeah, I mean you can't take Draymond out of the starting lineup, so you're gonna take Looney out. I just right. play them both, play them both. Yeah, plain and simple. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Game Six. I you know I initially predicted the series to go six, but I, I at first I thought well once it started I thought the Warriors had to win Game Three if that was gonna happen because I was like. If they split and the Warriors win game four, then they got to come back win five, six. I just, I felt like Boston losing three in a row was going to be pretty unlikely, but now I feel like it can be done. And I don't know if that's just the fan in me or I don't, I think it's like, I just, I sort of feel like the Warriors have figured some things out with the Celtics. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, they'll be at home, although their home court advantage is sort of, interesting I guess yeah is the best way to phrase it but uh I just don't know like if they're gonna get enough offense they might they they certainly can because they can be one of these teams that just gets really hot but sure. I just don't I don't know yeah I mean they they missed 12 straight threes and then hit nine of ten yes I I don't know like as an as an analyst I don't even know what to say about that. Make or mislead. That's why these guys say it. That's why the old guys say it. Because they were just like, well, I just see crazy stuff all the time that I can't explain. Make or mislead. Make and, or and it works. So you're right. Like, if they come out and they shoot 60% from three, which they could do, uh, yeah, the Warriors probably aren't going to win. I, I just don't trust them. And, and part of this is because I think they're out of gas. Yes. I, I think that the high minutes load, you know, and this is where – I try to get people to just relax about Steve Kerr <laughs> because Steve Kerr has it's set this the team up game. to win the finals. Steph Curry could play 48 minutes in game six. He's ready for it, right? I just don't think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can give you 48 high-level minutes. Yeah, you know, I mean, in general, it's hard to play lot, the Warriors. Yeah. Right? Steph Curry is going to make you work. And, and the way he the way he plays, 48 is probably – he's not going to play 48 minutes. But he could. And the big thing is he can play 12 minutes in the fourth quarter in game six. Jason Tatum looked like he was just asleep. I mean, he was – dead legs doesn't quite describe what we saw from him in the fourth. And I thought he had had an okay game at, you know – for the most part, but he was, he was fried and it was, it was showed up on both ends. So I think from a, from an energy perspective, I'm favoring the warriors also. And I think that that's just as important as the schematic stuff and their, the, the bad identity or the lack of identity or concrete identity. I think that the energy at this point, because Boston is probably the better team, if that makes sense. Like, I think that, if, if you played this game, like if you had to play one game and it's four months from now and everybody's healthy or whatever, I think Boston probably wins. But I don't know, you know, because this is a you know, theoretical situation. But it caught up to them. The season caught up to them. All the heavy minutes seems like it's caught up to them. And then Steph Curry, just he's a, a world beater. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter if you're a better team. This is not the first better team that we've seen Steph Curry have tremendous success against. So, um, yeah, I, I think that they're probably out of gas and 
Game six is probably it. Although game seven would be better for me because, you know, more stuff to talk about. So, you know, you're you're making me think about this a little bit differently than I think I have to this point, because I've been arguing the whole time that I think the teams are relatively even. But I Mm -hmm. think I think what I really am trying to say, which is just the light bulb going off now, is. I think talent wise, I don't think the teams are that different, but as a team, you're right. Like the Celtics might be a better team. It's sort of like when the Warriors played OKC, I think OKC was the more talented team. Yes. But the Warriors are a better team and maybe that's what it is. So, and, and so then I've always said like, then I give the edge to the Warriors because they have staff, you know, cause I kept that's pushing it. back so much and people were like, the Celtics are a better team. I'm like, no, they're not. But I'm like sitting here thinking about it again. And because so many people who I respect keep saying it. So I'm like, what am I missing? And I think because like, I just think when you look at the talent, but you look at someone like Poole who really hasn't put it all together yet. Right. Um, And so, and then like, I feel like the clay we're seeing now is going to be a much better clay next year. Right. And so, and I think, I think the Warriors are going to have to figure some things out because like, I mean, I think Luna's just becoming better than people even thought he could be. Free agent. Um, and, you know, there's some regression with Dre. There's just going to be some things to figure out with this team. So I think when they really figure out how to put it all together now, they could be a better team. But um, yeah. they, they, they were figuring out a lot once the playoffs started because they didn't play a lot of games together. Right. Yeah. And well, and part of it, you're right. It's, it's about the collection of individual talent. Right. So like Boston just has more of that. But Steph Curry is the ultimate rising tide. It, it, it very similar to LeBron James. LeBron James, you add him to any team and he makes it better. He's gonna make it better. Steph Curry does the same thing. And it's not a knock against the guys that are on that team. Cause I mean, there's three Hall of Famers, or four, I guess, maybe if Iguodala is a Hall of Famer, but he's not he's not a rotation player right. in the NBA right now. <laughs> so I but I it, they have good players, but it's not, they don't have the same level of individual talent, but they're a better basketball team. And that starts with Steph Curry. And he's the best player in the series to me by a great deal. I mean, yeah. this is a tier one, a guy. <laughs> yeah. This is a guy. This is one of the few guys in the league that has proven you can win a championship with him as your best player. There's just not that many guys in the league. Right three now. point guard. Right. It's Steph. It's Kawhi. It's Giannis. It, I mean, LeBron uh, kind of, you know what I mean? Like LeBron, but we need to still put Kevin Durant in that category. I don't know. I shouldn't say still, because I don't know if you did, but I didn't, I didn't. uh, Oh God, this is going to. No. Okay. I don't want to go into, I don't want to go into the whole thing. Listen, I, I just think that, um, I'm on record about Steph and KD when they were on the Warriors. Yeah. I think Steph Curry has been the best player in the NBA since 2015. Well, I agree. But in terms of like the tier, the tier one guys, I always had it as like the four Steph, KD, um, Braun and Kawhi. And then I added Giannis to it. And that's kind of mm-hmm. been the group for me. But then, you know, like someone like Jokic when his team is healthy, you know, we'd have to see there's been, some, there's been some other people, but I was just curious um, where you land like right now, if anything has changed for you. Yeah. I mean, KD, like there, there's been slippage obviously coming off the injuries and stuff. I, I just want to give, I, I want to have 
a full healthy KD season with no weirdness before I even do anything else. So he's in that top tier to me. Like, I mean, KD yeah. is a top 15 player in NBA history and mm-hmm. can still go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a knock. I'm not knocking any of these people. I'm I like, Oh, you're are. one of the greatest players in the league. <laughs> uh, no, of course, but not as good as Steph Curry. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I agree. <laughs> Um, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I wish it didn't take stuff like this, but I'm happy that on some level stuff is starting to get his flowers. I mean, still a lot of hate and a lot of silliness, like one game. And all of a sudden now Andrew Wiggins is the, the finals MVP after a season of people saying he didn't even deserve to be an all-star starter. All-star. I know it's <laughs> yes. Immediately switched. Have some shame people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's impossible. That's an impossible ask. I, look, <laughs> Wiggins has been great, but Wiggins doesn't score 26 points without Steph Curry out. No. Not not against that defense. So and by um, the way, Steph's defense has been good. It's been yeah. good. Yeah, Steph has done it. He's he's had a complete series as far as I'm concerned. He's done it as a scorer. He's done it as a facilitator. He's done it on the defensive end. I mean, it, the the numbers floating around when he's the individual defender. I mean, they're real. Like, I mean, yeah. you can't just ISO Steph and expect to score. So, you know, and this is why those Jordan Pools when he's not on the court. Yeah. Well, he's just, a, he's a smart defender, but he's also tough. He's really strong and, and that's underrated as far as defense goes. So I think he's been, it's been a wonderful series from him. Period. That, the, the 40 point game, you know what I mean? It, it, we've got tent pole moments in the series and then, Missing a three or not hitting a three for an entire game in a game they won. Like that to me is a, that's a signature Steph Curry win for real, because you got to see just the way that he affects that team, even when the shot's not falling. Yeah. So I, I, you know, and he talked about that in his post game. I don't know if you um, caught it, but because I, I don't know that I've ever heard Steph refer to his own gravity before, and he did, and I was surprised. Um, I mean, we all know it, but I just, I've never heard him, like, say that word or talk. It was it was actually really interesting post game to hear from him, maybe because he was wearing his Aisha um, Can Cook shirt, so it just had him in a different place. But he yeah. was, it wasn't, like, egotistical, but it was just a side of him I hadn't, like, really um, seen before. Uh, you mentioned Jordan Poole. Um, he's struggled at points um, throughout the series and, and a little bit even in the postseason. Like he, like in the first couple of series, he like started out hot. And then like when the other teams adjusted for him, it seemed like it gave him a little problems. But then the series would wrap up so quickly, like he didn't have time to figure it out. But in, in the finals, he started off slow. And now it looks like he's figured some things out. Defensively, he's still struggling. Um, okay, is it struggling? I think he's drowning. He's not. He's not struggling. The, the, the okay. fight is over. He's drowning. But do do you think it's just an effort thing with him, or like what what does he have to do to get better? I mean, part of it is okay. So there, there's the play where he he draws a foul on Marcus Smart, the phantom foul. Jordan Poole is just not a good enough defender to do the antics. Right. Like, I just want you to just get into a stance and do the basics. Quit messing around. Right. Like, take it seriously. That's what I want to see from Jordan Poole. Okay. A a serious commitment to playing defense. It's not effort. He tries hard, but 
I do think there's a lack of seriousness, so to speak. Okay. And I know it's easy with Marcus Smart to kind of get tied up and, you know, I want to, I want to get you cause you got me, but I, that's what I would like to see out of him as he progresses as a player, but physically he's small. Like he's get pushed around. You put a hand on his hip. There's not much there, right? Like he's moving. So like that is the bigger part of it is that he is a, he is an easy physical target. And so, you know, guys like that, John Morant, like look at how quick John Morant is and he can't get it to translate on defense. Just not enough. I mean, frankly, not enough ass, right? Like he's just not thick enough to actually do the stuff that you need to do. And this is where hopefully he gets serious about his body and being on the, on the team with Steph Curry that's a good example because Steph yeah. Curry is probably the strongest guy on that team. I mean, I know his deadlift numbers are pretty impressive, his squat <laughs> numbers. And, and I think that when you look at how he's built his body up, and part of that is just, you know, as he got older, he kind of grew into a man. And Jordan Poole will likely add a little bit too, but he took his body seriously and got strong. Bulk isn't necessarily strength. Strength, you can be wiry and strong. Andrew Wiggins is real strong and he doesn't look bulky at all. So I'd no, like to see him doesn't. I'd like to see him get serious in the weight room this summer. Try to just add strength and hope that that can help with the defensive stuff. But then he's also got to stay awake when he's off the ball. You know, he gets back cut too much. Um it, I don't know. It's just he's a young player and he's cook and he cooks on offense. And those guys are going to get, he's going to get paid, right? Sometimes, well, but he's going to get paid because he, he has the ball in his hands a lot and he cooks, right? So uh, I think that the offense coming so hot and heavy for him, they maybe makes it difficult to focus on the defensive end. But I think, it, you know, with the Warriors, they've got enough guys to be able to make up for that. But his role will be limited until he can defend, right? Like yeah. you can't play him and Steph together until he can defend because right. they're both undersized. There's a little James Wiseman news that broke um, yesterday. Was that yesterday? My days are running together, but he had like a plasma, is it plasma something in his knee? Plasma injection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you know a little bit about that. So maybe um, can you tell me a little bit about what, what does that mean? And should Warriors fans be worried? Uh, Usually they do it. It it helps speed up like healing from something, but they were saying that he might be ready for summer league. Right. So this is a, it seems like it's something I don't want to, I'm not a doctor, uh, but you gotta probably worry if there's like an arthritic condition or something like that. Cause I, when I think about this uh, and I, I don't know if it was Regenikine that, that he had done, but you know, the guys used to fly to Germany and get the right the treatment in the knee to help, help speed up healing and, and lower inflammation. That's what it sounded like. Um, but I didn't, I didn't see any details on it. So if he's ready for some, I mean, he needs to play in summer league. Yes. Point blank period. The guy has played, I don't know, less than 25 basketball games in the last three years. Right. He needs to play some basketball. At this point, um, I don't know what they can expect to get out of him next year. Uh, But hopefully he's healthy because he's got to be healthy now to even get, like he's got to be healthy before summer league. Right. Because he needs those reps. And and, um, I don't know, that guy, his development curve, we don't know where it's at. I, I haven't know. seen him play basketball. It's a, it's kind of a, it's a shame. I always feel bad, you know, and a lot of people will call guys a bust or whatever. I feel bad. Like this is, you know, this is a kid basically. I get to say that cuz I'm old, but 
this is a kid and he's just trying yeah. to play basketball and he can't get healthy. So hopefully he can get healthy. Um, I hope knees so are too. bad. Knees are bad. Evolution did, did us no favors on the knees. Okay. So anything, anything unexpected that you think might happen next game? And do you think the Warriors are going to close it out? I think you said yes already. But... Yeah, I think the Warriors are going to close it out. As far as unexpected, no. I, you know what? I, I think that when you get into the, if you start thinking about script writing the finals. Right. I think this is where you deliver the big finish that everyone expects. It's a big Clay Thompson game. It's a big Steph Curry game. This game could be over in the third quarter. Right, like it could be a signature Warriors closeout win. In a I game would love set. that. A stress-free closeout game. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want I feel that. Like I want overtime, no and I want a game though. seven. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Well, the, the no, thing is, I, it, I'm. It's no up to Boston. Seven. It's up to Boston. <laughs> this is if Boston will just stick to their offense and and generate and attack the rim and generate their shots off that they can win the game. Cause I do think it is, it is a, the series is a toss up. It's just that the warriors are, are playing better basketball. And so if Boston could just find a way to quit, you know, crapping themselves every time there's a problem on offense, they could win the game and it could go seven. And then we, maybe we get that signature win in game seven. Yeah. I know that you want a game seven because like you just love to talk about basketball and it gives you yeah. great content and in theory I should want that too but my heart is not ready for it yet I need I need six and for it to be over uh, just a great game six though you know oh okay okay so you'll <laughs> settle for a less stress close game where it's like oh, okay all right well if they lose you know we still got game seven but you know yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I don't yeah. even understand. I mean, you're not like you said, you're not really a fan of a team sort of, but mm -hmm. I just don't understand how like anyone like just sits and watches a game seven like in 2016. I, like, I, I literally so many times was like, I mean, I'm much better now, but then I would like when it got like really close to the end, I just couldn't watch. I would just like leave the room or mm -hmm. I would like walk out the room and then come back to the <laughs> uh, my buddy, My buddy, Joey Devine from the Round Ball Rock podcast, he told me that I asked him if he wanted to watch a game. I ran, I randomly had one of the game nights off and I, I was like, hey, do you want to watch a finals game together? And he straight up told me no. He was like, I cannot watch these games with anybody else. He was like, I'm too invested can't do it i'm a psychopath i was like okay so I know i'm gonna sit and watch hopefully watch a game seven on sunday and be very relaxed it's gonna be nice yeah i i i usually typically actually don't like to watch games with anyone but um not when it's my team um yeah. but i am actually going to be doing playback on thursday oh so you're gonna uh, watch it with everybody so they're all gonna see you freak out. <laughs> I don't know what I'm signing myself up for, but I'm like, let me just try it and see. <laughs> so it looks should, like a good time. It should be fun. Yeah, I, I, I think the Warriors are gonna close it out too. But I don't, you know, I see some people saying like, oh, I think, you know, I don't. Boston is not a team that's gonna lay down. Like they've right. shown that throughout the postseason. Now they just may be too tired. Like they just may just the fatigue may be too much, but they're definitely like, they're not going to lay down. Like 
they're they're not defeated. This is where the Boston has to stay connected. They can't let the Warriors do what they did in the first half and get a 12 point lead because they they kind of like blew through their energy reserves. I think in the first two minutes of the third quarter and in that whole run where they fought back, I, I really think that that hurt them in the fourth. It was just so hot and heavy. And, and I mean, they were just all over the place. Jalen Brown had that great steal on Clay Thompson and, you know, a couple free throws, they hit some threes, but they were just moving. They were going hard. And I think that this played right into the Warriors hands, the Warriors. I don't know if you noticed, they were, to me, lackadaisical in the first half. Both teams looked like they were kind of hung over. And, and it was weird how slow everybody was moving. And I almost wonder if the Warriors were doing that on purpose. Because in the previous games, it felt like early on they had been sped up by Boston. And it was almost like someone was there saying, slow down, pull it up on the reins a little bit. And, when, and coming out of the gate in the third, Boston bum-rushed them. And they ate the punch and they came right back with their own and, and to extend the lead with Steph on, off the court. That was it. The game was over first three minutes of the, or first two minutes of the fourth quarter. It was done. Right. Boston was, Boston was, was cooked yep. with Steph Curry off the court. And so I think Boston needs to watch how it uses its, uh, its energy. And that's going to be, don't let the game get away early. You can't let them get a double-digit lead in the first quarter. Yeah, just can't happen. If that happens in Game Six, it's a wrap early. It's a it's done early. So I think I for Boston, they got they got to come out even keeled at their pace. Don't get sped up. Don't don't burn yourself out, and don't let the Warriors run away from you because it's just going to be a short night if that happens because they don't have the gas for it. Agreed. Okay, I have one more question to ask you, but before I do, just a quick message from Loop. Hey guys, so I'm so excited to announce that I'm partnering with Loop. Loop offers hoop enthusiasts and sports fans like yourselves another way to take your love for the game to the next level. They provide sports cards for card collectors and lovers of the game. Download the Loop app so you can be a part of one of the fastest growing sports communities. Use my personal link, loop.cards forward slash natfluential. Loop is spelled L-O-U-P-E and natfluential is spelled N-A-T-F-L-U-E-N-T-I-A-L. So use my personal link, like I said, loop.cards, plural, forward slash natfluential. And when you use that link to download the Loop app, you'll get $20 toward your first purchase in the Loop app. All right. So go ahead, go download it now. All these details that I included will be in the description for the show, wherever you listen to your podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube, it's also available in the description for the show. And there's a link there so you can click it, go click it, click the link now and get the $20 towards your first purchase. Don't say I never did anything for you. Happy purchasing. Okay. And we're back. So, um, and I don't know if this is something you're comfortable commenting on. So if you're not, it's okay. But after the game ended, um, Windhorse made a, a remark about it being a checkbook win for the Warriors. And there was a lot of like talk about it and Twitter and he, his rationale was kind of like, you know, you have to compete with the Warriors plus like, their checkbook. And I, I thought it was an odd 
statement to make because I don't think the Warriors, like like people are talking about the fact that they're homegrown and and all of that, and that's true for the most part. But they also they're they're not like getting any like benefit like rules. They're not like you know there's nothing that they're doing that any other owner in the right. league cannot do. So I I didn't understand the comment, but maybe I'm being you know a little bit more sensitive because he's talking about the Warriors. So. I was just curious if you had like any opinions on like what like wh- like what he said or that remark because it was like Twitter was ablaze and like Warriors yeah. was really upset and I don't yeah. know if he meant it the way that he said it mm-hmm. but I don't know <laughs> I don't I mean I, look they won the game on the basketball court right right it's not a bunch of contracts running around out there as a matter of fact that's one of the things that I think is kind of gross about the media not that Brian Windhorst was doing that right. I, his, I think his point, and this is me, I, I try to be gracious with people. I think his point is, this is a team that, and I don't think he went into the homegrown part. Maybe he left that part out. Yeah, but they did homegrow their talent. Yeah. And But they've paid to keep them, which is supposed to be the model for the league. When they set up the new CBA, the whole thing was, we want you to keep your stars. Because otherwise, you're just rooting for laundry. Who wants to root for laundry? Like, I think one of the big problems that the league has is there's too much player movement. You don't know where guys are. And, and so, like, it, it, it's impossible for casual fans to check in. You know who casual fans really like? They love Steph Curry, and they love the Warriors. Love they keep their guys. <laughs> it's easy to root for the Warriors because their guys stay put. And they built these – They, I mean, these stars came up in their – program and they paid to retain them within the 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 rules of the game you don't have uh steph curry out there lobbying in the media for guys to ask for trades to come to his team this is to me this is a model franchise and so it is weird to see anybody say like just chalking it up to the checkbook without all of the context but he's not wrong either because this is actually the this is the ideal situation they did win it with their checkbook by keeping their team together that's what you want that's a that's a win for the league it's not a bad thing no every other all these other owners owners, spend (laughs) all the broke owners should spend some money that's a player empowerment too because you know why they make more money yeah it's also funny because i mean these are all a bunch of rich people but like of the rich people lake is not even one of the ones at the top of the rich people he's investing in his in his product (laughs) yes um and i love it and after all of the 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 difficult years for the warriors the fan base definitely you know it's a weird thing to come away from that game though and and to say that like that's an that's a weird i I don't know though because i'm not on tv so i'm not sure about what the pressures are like what do you have to deliver for that but it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Of course it did. Yeah, but I get, I do understand, like, again, try to be gracious. I know what he means. I know exactly what he means. I just, you know, it'd be nice if it was maybe like, let's put a positive spin on it. We, you know, as far as like I go, like, I think the league is better served when these guys get to stay home. And by home, I mean with their original teams. Now, I'm anti-draft. I think the draft is bad. Like you're telling these guys where they have to work. I would rather see some free market negotiation. That gets tricky with sports. Like, you know, I understand you have to come up with incentives and other ways to make it work. But this is the CBA working as it was intended in at least spirit 
you know, we know some of the funkier stuff, but in spirit, it was intended to keep players with their teams for most of their career. And it's worked out great for the Warriors. So I would love to see the rest of the league go that way. I'm tired of player movement. I, it's boring to me. When, like, love the one you're with. Yeah. How about that? Just do yeah, it. Yeah, what the Warriors have done is special. And I don't know if we're going to see it again or too many more teams like it. So definitely happy Probably to never. be a fan of this team. And um, incredible, incredible stuff. Six, six finals appearances in eight years. That's remarkable stuff. Yeah. That's remarkable and stuff. People always talk that, about Braun's yeah. eight straight trips to the finals, and that is remarkable. But I think Steph's five in the Western Conference is equally right up there. And six and eight years is like, come on. Yeah, and especially because it wasn't manufactured. Nope. It's not like, I mean, yeah, all right, they signed Kevin Durant. Cool. You know, and, and they got a couple titles out of it. But it was about Steph Curry, and it was about Draymond Green, and it was about Klay Thompson. Right. And it's and it keeps going. So yeah, I, I I have enjoyed this the run from the Warriors and in a way that I I think maybe only the Spurs have kind of been like that for me. Where like especially that 13, 14 yeah. team, you know, I've really enjoyed them. But this has been this has been pretty fun to yeah. see these guys now like being older and going through it. It's been a been a fun ride, and I I, I I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit rooting for them to go ahead and win good i like I think, that i, I like Jaylen when you're brown, rooting for the warriors dave <laughs> jalen brown and jason tatum are young they got plenty of time i know and i know no one wants to hear that but that's that's sort of mean to say but anyway no. they they want their time and they deserve to have it and i understand them feeling that but i just feel like after everything the warriors have been through i just i feel like it's their time but i also think that Steph Curry <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and just the talent on the team and their experience. I just, I think it's going to be a little bit too much for the Celtics. So yep. Dave, thank you. Thank you so much for being yeah. on. I appreciate you so much. Um, can't wait to pick your brain a little bit more because there's other things I want to talk about, but I want to get past the finals first and they have like nothing go. to do with this series. So yeah. um, thank you. I hope I can have you back on again or just at some yeah, point absolutely. pick your brain. Um, yeah, guys, like, you know, when I have people like you on the show, it's the same thing to Marcus. I'm like, I can't be telling people like, go follow well, you. Can't you can't put me and Marcus on the same level. That, I'm just that, listen, I, you're, that, you're talking, you're talking <laughs> Marcus, Marcus Thompson is like the rock. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, he's the I don't know. I'm, he is, but like both of you are like, you know, I'm trying to get where you guys are. And so I feel crazy being like, Hey guys, go follow these people. But if you're not, if that's even possible, Go follow Dave. Great content. Um, he's the best, as you just heard. So thank you for being on. Guys, you know the drill. Until next time, take care.